HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This piece was brought to you by Roberta's. Roberta'spizza.com We talk about food. We talk about music. With musical dudes. Finger on the pulse. Snacky tunes. Snacky Tunes, sitting here with Thomas Raquel, pastry chef at La Bernadette, and we are sitting in what could be considered the future lab of food. <laughs> yeah, it's a culinary lab where they do 3D printing. Um, it's a beautiful space. It's an absolutely beautiful space, and I'm happy we got to do the interview here, because I've, I've walked by this place a million times and have never come in and be like, 
What is this place? It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, I mean, just the architecture. I'm like, you know. It's beautiful. Um, so thank you for coming all the way out to L.A. to do uh, an interview. Um, we really appreciate it. Um, so you were born and raised in the Philippines? Yeah. I mean, I grew up in the Philippines. Uh, my parents divorced when I was young. So I was raised by my grandparents. Um, and then, you know, we come to the States back and forth. So, um, but came back here full time when I was like eight. Okay. I lived back with my mom and, you know. And what was it like growing up there? Because, you know, people who grow up outside of the States and we don't get to interview a lot of people. Right. Uh, what was the perception of America, American food? Like, what did you well, think but, of it? Because you now currently work at like one of the best restaurants right. in the world, fine dining. But I feel like that, or if I'm wrong, doesn't trickle down to like what American food is when you're living and growing up outside the States. I, I, I think I'm fortunate enough that uh, when we were, my sister and I, when we were growing up, my parents took us on a lot of trips. Mm. So I wouldn't specifically say that it was just more influenced by the Philippines because we're not, it's not super. <laughs> my grandparents were more Spaniards and, gotcha. you know, like, um, and, you know, we come to the States back and forth. So it's more an Americanized version of, uh, the, of the, the Philippines. Gotcha. Um, but, um, no, I mean, I, I think, you know, like you're exposed to different things. I think your 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 palate's more open, and I think specifically like the Filipino culture. It's, you know, it's um, culmination of so many other countries. Sure. You know, like it's been colonized by the Spaniards and Japanese, Chinese, Malay, right. and you know, um, it, it's almost hard to pinpoint. I mean, I guess that's what the Filipino culture is. It's this mixture of all these. And so there's like an openness, oh, yeah. right? I mean, it's not just like we, because you know you think about like Japanese right. culture. It's like we've been doing this for hundreds of thousands of years. Is, yeah. Like that is it. You can't right. do anything else. But with the Filipino food, it's like let's explore, let's right. see, let's pull from different cultures. A lot of cultures. I mean, even the the cultures that I was, you know, I I was exposed with. Uh, my grandparents adopted. Uh, I have an aunt that's Muslim. I mean, my my family's Roman Catholic. Hmm. You know, like, and I I had an aunt that was Muslim. She was you know, uh, adopted by my grandparents at an older age, I believe, and, you know, and, you know, not everybody can say that. Not a, <laughs> no, know? not I, I'm, say ca- that. <laughs> I'm Catholic, but I have a, a Muslim, Muslim man. Um, you know, like, things like that. Um, when we moved back to the States, our, our neighbor was, um, they were uh, they were Jewish, and they were Holocaust survivors, and, you know, like, my sister and I would wake up in the morning and we'd go to their house and have breakfast. So, huh. like, some of the interviews I've done, they're like, oh, what's your, you know, memory of, like, what would, for breakfast? Like, what, and I think I said blintzes and or orange marmalade. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, I'm well, sorry. Were you adopted? You yeah. Know? Um, but, you know, my mom worked and, you know, so. And so how did that influence you early on of just being exposed to all the different cultures, different food and things like that? I think I always try to insert, uh, you know, like, I think that's why cooking is so visceral because it's like your memories and your, you know, the flavor memories that you have and all this stuff. I think, um, like, flavor profiles, I think. Um, although, you know, like now, I think I always try to tend to just, you know, either stick to sim- simpler flavors, more approachable flavors, and sure. represent it in a different way, you know, with the way we present the dessert or try to... Uh, use techniques that enhances the flavor or you know what whatever ingredient it is um yeah yeah no i mean i think it's 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 amazing to see 
those early days right. of like getting to know food and love food yeah. and things like that and how it can just follow you through your entire life and right. like somehow you're in the kitchen now looking back at me like oh yeah this is when it started to shape at a young age um, when did food start becoming more than just something that you ate or it was part of your life and when did you start thinking about it as something that was more of like you could get into I think I've always loved cooking yeah. and baking and my, my sister my, my, my grandmother loved to cook yeah what did she and make bake. I mean she would make um, like flan um, she would make cakes my, my sister loved making brownies so like we've, I've, we've always been surrounded by food and we always like cooking like most chefs uh, growing up but you know I've never really thought of it as like I'm gonna have a you know like oh I'm gonna be a chef I never really was like oh my god I'm gonna be a chef and, you know but um yeah, I think I've always loved cooking. I've always had this, this thing. Uh, always enjoyed cooking. And, and you wound up going. Things. And you wound up going to culinary school at a really yeah. young age, though, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, went to culinary school, and it just it, it felt uh, natural. You know, it didn't feel. Uh, it didn't. It didn't feel work. It doesn't feel like it's work. It doesn't right. feel so like I mean, you know, like when you work in a restaurant, it's like minimum of twelve hours a day. Minimum. Yeah. You know. Um, you know, uh, and repetitive in some like you know, especially yeah. there's the creative part about it, but there's something about working in a restaurant where you're just like, I've been here. I've been here. Like you know, you've been there for 12 hours. I mean, there's, but there's days where like, um, you know, if I go on vacation or whatever, if I stay in New York for you know, I just take a week off or whatever. If I stay in New York and it's like I was, I, I can't wait to go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and th- but there's also days where like, oh my god, I've been here for like this long, and you're, you know, but it never feels. I, I always feel at home when I go back to the kitchen. And was that from the beginning, from the second you got into culinary school? Just like you just felt like this is where I'm supposed to be. Um, I think the first time I walked into the 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 kitchen, I think, and the smell of the cleaning products, and you know, like hmm. the whole the, you yeah, know, yeah, the yeah. kitchen is, is like that. I can still it, there's still certain kitchens that I walk in today that I would always remember that like that moment of like. You know, it brings you back to yeah uh, to, to culinary school. Like the stocks are like boiling, and you know, like this is this random things that reminds me of like that first day in culinary school. I just felt excited, you know, because I was like, practically a child. Yeah, <laughs> a child, you were like, like, you know, like sixteen. I was sixteen, right? so like I didn't, you know, like you were obviously exposed to this. Like, oh my god, I'm like I'm pretending to be an adult. Yeah, you know, I'm, you know, and um, because they don't care how old if you're like if you're gonna sign up and you're gonna go yeah, there, I mean, you, you still got to do your work. You, I mean, I was just having a real responsibility and like my schoolmates were much older than I was and you know like I didn't tell them that I was 16 because it's like oh I want to go drink Wait, and did I, you lie about your age? I didn't say anything <laughs> um, until I think uh, you know I just didn't say anything and um, I would pretend to smoke <laughs> oh my God. but uh, yeah that was not uh, that was not really and so I mean you pretty quickly moved from culinary school you had some incredible like externships you I mean the places you were still yeah. name check day like Luke's AOC yeah. working over at Wolfgang's catering stuff. How did that was the first job actually, like the, the, the Wolfgang, the Wolfgang puck. How uh, did that happen? Well, because they used to get uh, culinary students at the uh, you know like for the for their uh, right for right when they do the big catering the big catering things and they would get uh, <laughs> we need someone to shell peas for right that's a thousand people. Yeah. yeah. So like that was one of the things, and uh, I remember like. I think we were making mini burger patties, and it was like um, all day. 
you know, like all a, day it parties. was like one o'clock in the morning, and I was remember just being so excited because it's like, I mean, obviously it's like monotonous, and it was just mini burger patties, and it's nothing groundbreaking. But I remember being excited, like, oh my god, I'm getting paid for this. Yeah, no. or like this is a job. Like, I mean, I'm that's a, a big I'm a, thing. You know what I mean? Like, oh my god, I'm like, I was just excited doing some, making something that will actually be eaten by people. Well, you know, it's a big um, thing because being that young of the age. And what year is this? When when were you doing all this? God, I think this was like 2003. So, you know, and also yeah. food for those back then who yeah. may not remember, like it wasn't the cool yeah. pop culture thing it was or now. Like exciting, you, were just, yeah. you were just like, I'm here, I'm doing my work because I'm going to put in the time to do right. that work. Yeah. Um, when did you start taking it seriously? I guess <laughs> well, taking, you know, yeah. even at that time, I mean, now you just brought me back and I, I don't remember being that serious about it at the time because it's like you know like it wasn't as glamorous cooking right. that ta- at that time it's not as glamorous as it is today only for the higher echelon of chefs yes but I mean it's not as like uh, commonly uh, no it wasn't u- unanimous there was food. there was no you weren't there back there like taking photos and posting the Instagram right. of you know, all the patties yeah. it was just like yeah. it was like yeah I'm doing my work you and then I mean? I'm gonna go home yeah. or maybe have a beer with the, the, yeah. the team <laughs> you know like I just remember being there and just being sort of excited, uh, just being a part of like, wow, like, you know, like uh, working there and just working for like Woking Box. It's like, oh my God, it's my first job. And um, yeah, I, I didn't really, I mean, even after externship and doing all these things, being like stashing up places, um, even then I didn't really, you know, there's always still kind of a doubt. Um, that you were gonna That I'm it? gonna, I'm not, you know, like I've always, it always felt good. But, um, you know, there's a lot of hardships when you're starting out uh, cooking. So, you know, like it's long hours and there's a lot of like tenacity that's involved. So like at the time I wasn't really 100% sure that, oh my God, will I actually really have a career out of this? Will I actually become a chef one day or, you know, and, um, but I just really nothing, there was nothing else that I felt passionate about or like was excited about and um, you know uh, flipping through cookbooks and like you know like oh my god I want to do there I want to I want to be there I want to try this you know I want to do that um, and up until I think when I moved back uh, back from from Paris and like putzing around LA hold on you can't just skip over Paris because being a pastry chef and going yeah. like now that you are going to Paris it feels like this big like that is a part of the journey, yeah. right? What brought you to Paris? It was an uh, internship. Just an internship? internship How did uh, that happen? I, it was arranged through the school. I mean, it was not really, it was a, it was a ho- to be honest, it was a hotel. It was more like living there. Um, it was a hotel. The chef was, uh, I mean, comparative, com- comparative to what it, what it is today, you know, I mean, I'm obviously grateful that I got yes, to spend time there. Uh, the the chef was American, so I got away being the stupid American that did not oh, speak. Uh, you know, uh, any plates thrown? No, it was not. As, it, that's the thing. It, it was not the. Uh, uh, it was not. It was the, not the. It was not the Paris experience where you go. Where like, yeah, I yeah. went there and I got yelled at until I went home yeah. crying. No, um, it wasn't that. I mean, uh, Pierre Armé was. You know, first day was like scraping vanilla beans, peeling lychees, right. stuff like that. Um, and you know, like in after the internship, uh, you get to sit down with Pierre Armé and he signs a book and he gives it to you. There was no like, <laughs> uh, you know, it was almost as sterile as it gets. Uh, you but know, when you come back. You come back and you don't go back to you go to Chicago right uh, I came back I came back to LA and just sort of like 
um, you know, <laughs> puts around for a little bit. Yeah. And then, um, uh, yeah, and I and I went to I went to Chicago. Now, what I've always loved about Chicago is that I felt that it is one of the most modern, forward-thinking uh, cities as when it comes to food, as far as like technology, right. forward-thinking, like that. But coupled with this amazing, like Midwest, Midwest thing, thing, and it creates this incredible type of food that uh, wouldn't exist anywhere else. Um, I, I, I think that um, that's the thing about the, the Midwest, and that's one of the things that I love. Um, is that you know Chicago? You you know it's a second. You know people say it's a second city. If, you know because it's like people there actually have to try and prove themselves. Yes. Yeah. And I'm very grateful that I got my start in Chicago, and it's still you know like I'm from LA, but I whenever somebody asks me, it always say I always kind of say that like oh Chicago's home. It feels like home to me. Yeah. You know and um, but yeah, I mean I think it's not you know like it's not New York I feel like New York has so much resources everybody's yeah. refers to New York for everything and I mean today Chicago's popping I mean it's Chicago great. It's is on fire on fire and I mean it has been for a while but yet um, I think in Chicago restaurants still needs to uh, in the end of the day it's still a business yeah you still need to you know like it, fine dining doesn't thrive in Chicago as mm-hmm. much as it does in New York you know, it's not, you know, like, money's just not... It's not the same. It's not the same. Well, listen, um, we're going to take a quick break. We're sure. going to talk about those early days in Chicago, and then we're going to talk about how you made your way to New York and La Bernadette. Uh, we have a song from the archives here on Snacky Tunes on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Regular size, regular drink, regular fries, regular pesticide, regular car, regular house, regular dads, regular channel five. That's just a regular life. Hey, hey, it isn't so bad. We all want to be someone. Regular girl, regular curl, regular video games and squirrel, regular cinnamon swirl, regular job, a regular tan, a regular man, a regular diamonds and pearls. That's just a regular world. Hey, hey, it isn't so bad. We all want to be someone. Someone 
Snacky Tunes. We are here with Thomas Raquel, La Bernadette's pastry chef. So you've come back from Paris, you've putzed around in LA, and what what brought you to Chicago? Uh, I wanted to work uh, at this restaurant called L2O. Um, I was following the chef, uh, Laurent Gras, and um, I went and stashed and, you know, got the job and worked there. So let me ask you about that mindset. So when you're going to stage, right, you have couple of nights to prove yourself. Yeah. How do you approach that? Like, how do you go in and say, because not every place you stage is where you want a job, right? right? Yes. Um, and that's probably a different approach, but when you're going in... Well, you realize that's not a place for you. <laughs> right. Uh, but, like, how do you go in and be respectful to the restaurant, but then show them that they need you? Because that's what you're trying to do, right? That you're going to help elevate their game. Uh, yes, and also, like, you know, if you will be a good fit for the team, and sure. you'll be, you know, um, yeah, I mean that you will, you know, um, I think uh, that restaurant just need somebody that, you know, would put in the work. It's, it's not, you know, that restaurant wasn't for the faint of heart, you know, no. like it was a tough kitchen, um, quiet, uh, clean, we deep clean twice a night. Uh, we, we twice pop, a night? Twi- twice a day. Oh, twice like a day. Like a day, you know, like you yeah, yeah. prep and then you, you break down, you, you know, like you sweep, you, um, you sweep, you pour soap and you deck scrub it and you squeegee it, and then you mop. Um, and then you do that again. And once a week we polish all the hoods, you know, like on top of your regular mise en place. And, right. You know, like it's a grind and, you know, like, um, but how did it help shape you? I mean, because it, 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 it was a tough job mentally and, like, physically. And, you know, to always having to be... And also the chef. I mean, the chef was... You know, he comes from a place where you think you're doing a good job. Do better. You know, like... Um, and, you know, he has this thing. And, you know, like, for me, I think he was a, one of the first chefs that I've ever seen that, like, the way he worked, the way he moved... Like, just was, like, he was kind of, like, a Jedi. Like, oh, my God. Like, I want to be like him, you know, like, one day. Or, like, just the way, you know, like, there was no question how talented he was. Like, you know, like, there was just, you know, like... You just... Were, there was no... There was, you know, like, it was more of a, a, a unanimous thing with the staff that we were there or, like, I was there, you know, being a part of something bigger than myself. I mean, that that's make, amazing. That makes any no, that sense. makes complete sense. You know, it's, it's a rarity... I feel today, or it's becoming more rarity for people to look at a chef like that, yeah, and say, "I want to stay," because you stayed there for years. Yeah, I stayed for I think it, yeah, a little a little over two years, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and, you know, and sometimes people jump ship after six months these days. I mean, honestly, that 
job was tough. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I had patches of uh, white hair on my head, and I had patches of bald spots because my hair was falling, falling off because I was so stressed with it. The job was stressful, you know, but um, <laughs> it, was, it was great. It was a great experience. Um, I learned a lot about, you know, I learned a lot about myself and how, you know, in the end of the day, you have to wake up. Um, talent needs to be there, but you also need to have the tenacity to get up every day and do the job yeah you know and you know to to push yourself to just keep going because you know um yeah to, to always wake up and do it you know like you have to every day and just do it and um and having that like the passion to come in and you know like we worked oh, god uh did you miss those 12 hour days because you were it, doing like 16 hour days no it was not even yeah it was not even i mean now my average day is 12 hours, but at the time, I think it was more like 14, 16 at the time. Um, and so where'd you go after, after there? Were you ready to, did you start feeling that you're like, you've put in the time, you've done the stodging, like, did you feel that you were like getting ready to do something on when your own? When I left, yeah, when I left, on your own? when I left, I actually was going to, to work at uh, Trotters. Oh, wow. Um, I had an interview with uh, Charlie Trotters and then um, the chef de cuisine offered me the job but I went in a different direction um, just traveled around I, I think I took uh, like three months you're like I need a little bit a little bit of time for myself like for to get rid of my PTSD <laughs> and uh, um, de-white the hair right yeah um, and I think uh, yeah I consulted for a chocolate sh- a chocolate shop in, in Chicago and then um, I, I went to um, I went to work at the restaurant Acadia on the south side. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and you were there as a um, pastry chef. As the pastry chef, but yeah. you were actually sort of able to like create the menu, right? Yeah. Um, what was it like to finally be in charge, or the most charge? You know, right. being able to like really take so you have the modernist stuff from Chicago that right. you'd have, but you were in Paris, the yeah. LA stuff, like. How did it feel to finally create that first menu? I, I think it was more of like I was ready to like I was itching to. And what year is this? Oh my god, I I can look it up. I don't. To be honest, <laughs> I, I don't even remember. I'm <laughs> lack of sleep right now. Yeah. But um, um, I just remember feeling itchy and feeling like I'm ready. I'm ready, and like there was I. You know, you go into restaurants or. You know, like you have that feeling, that burning feeling inside you. Like I can't wait until it's my turn mm. to do this. You know, like. But you and you put in the time because I feel like sometimes people have that feeling yeah. now after being somewhere for two weeks. Yeah. But it, yeah, I know. You know, it's like you you woke up and you know and you you think that you could do this. It's it, it, I mean that's the thing. It's like that's why I think there's a lot of bad restaurants, bad or you know, bad or, menus. Uh, I think you need to be ballsy and go for that, but you need to know that you stand on solid grounds. I mean, yeah. I've helped open, I mean, besides working in those restaurants, I've helped open a lot of things in between sure. you know, those things. And, you know, you pick up little things here and there and you read, you absorb things by traveling and seeing different things. And you remember this, but, you know, like there, there's so many ideas and there's so many things that I want to do, I wanted to do. And, you know, um, Acadia was a new restaurant and I was looking for a job and I wanted a place where I could just make desserts that, like, I believed in. And, you know, and um, I think I, I was looking for a venue. I mean, it doesn't matter how 
talented or what you can do if no one sees it it's not valid mm. and I just wanted to work at a place where I could make desserts and you know make my own calls and I was lucky enough in that that's the job that it was and you know I remember you know not only desserts we would run I used to run foie specials on the on the menu and I would <laughs> sear foie on the on the flat top in pastry because I would always like I'm so Just ADD that I'm always trying to like do something different and I'm very grateful for what I've accomplished in that restaurant I, need, I mean I, I offered dessert tasting at the bar um you know, um, yeah. It was great. And then when did the... Um, the Liberta Dan. Well, the Siren Call of the New same. York. Because um, look, you did LA, you did yep. Chicago, you did Paris, you know, you traveled around. But there is, I feel, this this thing about cooking in New York. Yes. I mean, um, it was, I mean to be honest, Liberta Dan has always been a dream. And really? It, I, 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 when did Liberta Dan come on your radar? Um, or had it just always been Michael, Mike, I mean, yeah, Liberta Liber Dance and everybody's radar. I mean, anywhere yeah. in the, you know, it's like that beacon. L2O was the answer to Liberta Dance. Mm. It's the, L2O was supposed to be the Liberta Dance of Chicago. Right. Um, you know, obviously Dan. And then, you know, Michael Asconis, who was the pastry chef at Liberta Dance. And, you know, he put the, the pastries and it was, um, I, you know, I've always wanted to work there. It was always yeah. a dream. But, you know, like... You work hard. You put your head down. You never really think that hard work pays off. Um, but it does. But that's it does. the thing. It that's does. A, you know, like the thing is, you can't. You have to wait until it happens. Until you know, you can't be like, oh, you know, I did this and I deserve this. You know, like I think that that's the mentality of most people now. You know, uh, they stand on nothing and they they're entitled and they expect that like you got to earn it. It's not deserving. It. It's, it's earning it. It's you have to earn it. And you have to you know you know like respect is earned, not given. You know? and, and so how did it happen? Did they call you? You called them? They called me. They were... Ooh, that's a nice call. Uh, that's know, a nice call, right? It, I mean, yeah. <laughs> remember, it's not every day that LaBerna yeah. Dan is calling to say, hey, we, we know about you. You know, it was... Um, uh, or, you know, it was just like, uh, come and, uh, you know, can you come in for, for, to, meet, to meet with Chef? And um, I did. And, and how was that? What's he like? He, I mean... Honestly, everybody, not because I work for him, but like he really is the nicest French guy. I mean, he's so, he, you know, uh, I mean, I'm intimidated, you know, like obviously, I mean, even now, like when I do tasting with him in the present day, I, I, I'm still like, oh my God, you're Eric, your parent, I'm cooking for you. And I, I know. you know, like, you, I, you know, like, of course he's desensitized with that, but like for me, every single time I'm still like chef, like, you know. Chef, capital C you know chef. What I mean? But he's like, Thomas, relax, you know, you know, some shaky is like, you know, like you've been here for how long and you're still, I'm like, well, you're, you're Eric Repair, you know? You're Eric Repair. So what was it like? So you, so you get the call, you get the job. I came, oh. yeah, I and came and met up with them and just, we, we chatted in this office literally for uh, not longer than 15 minutes and I left the office and I was like, yeah. I blew that one. <laughs> blew that one. <laughs> you know, because I'm, uh, you're like, we're calling Delta. You're like, like, okay, I need a one way ticket back to uh, Chicago. Yeah. And um, yeah, I met up with him, and um, and I didn't think that, you know, because we just chatted, and um, and then they, they brought the they brought me back again for I think another interview, and and then we did a tasting. And then what did you put up when you served him? And what was that like in that first one? Uh, the, to be honest, it was nerve-wracking. The, the freezer broke. 
and I remember like <laughs> I remember walking down the streets of New York and I remember seeing a nitrogen tank and thought about pulling the, the hose and try to steal some of the nitrogen that's oh my God. pulling the yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's true story if you are on um, uh, 52nd and 8th there's a nitrogen tank on the corner that's cooling the thing. And I remember trying to pull it, but it's locked. It's actually padlocked under the bottom. <laughs> I know because I tried to pull that hose. I know like, it's yeah, locked. I should be because, fine. Yeah. I, I, I remember yeah, yeah, I yeah, bought yeah. this it's thing. Totally sterilized. Um, and so you get this job. And what was it like? Because you mentioned before about you still remember walking into a kitchen for the first yeah. time. What was it like walking in on that first day? Um, everybody looked at me like I was an intern. Actually, I, I remember one of the sommeliers was like, oh, are you, are you here for your internship? Um, I'm like, no, actually. No, no, I'm the pastry chef. <laughs> um, you know, um, I look like I'm 12 and, you know, uh, intimidating, you know, yeah. um, to be honest. Uh, but then you have, but you have it, you have the stuff to back it up though. All of, all of, uh, all of the upper management at La Bernadette is, you know, um, they've been there for, uh, you know, some time and. You know, I'm this little boy, like this stupid boy from Chicago, oh, coming stop. in here, being the, uh, you know, like it, you do. It's still, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a big restaurant. It's, it's a, um, it's big it's and an more. Yeah, know, it's, it's big. It's more one of the I biggest can, in the world. You know, it's, it's. I've never worked at a place like that, and obviously it was intimidating. You know, like meeting the staff, um, and having to, you know, like start doing desserts and. You know, um, but I, I think what propelled me and what really helped me is that knowing that, you know, Chef Repair believed in me. And I mean, now I can say that, like, at the time, obviously, you know, there's, like, he, we need to get to know each other and we need, you know, you get used to the, your boss. But, I mean, now in, in, in retrospect, um, and I really do, like, credit him with this, uh, you know, I, I tell him all the time that, Chef, you know, whatever I accomplish in my career from here on out, it's, you know, like... It will fall back on you, you mm. know. It's because like you believed in me before I even believed in myself. Because mm. it's like at the time, it's like, oh shit! Like, what yeah. the fuck did I get myself into? Like, I, you know, like. It's I, like you get so focused on like wanting to step right. in the kitchen, wanting to get yeah. there, and you then you get, get there, there, and you get there, and you're like, oh fuck! I'm like, not. Oh. You know what I mean? I was 26 years old. That's crazy. So how do you two work together? Like, how do you guys develop a menu? Um, well, I come up with the desserts and, you know, I do a tasting with Chef and he gives me like, oh, let's add more of this or that. He just gives like a feedback, but he doesn't necessarily like dictate, like make this. You know, he's like, you're the pastry chef, you make it. I'm not the pastry chef, you know. You know Which is amazing. Yeah. Um, um, and he loves desserts and he's an advocate for desserts. So it's, 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 it's good. I mean, that's great to have. And this is not to diminish the restaurants you worked in before, but being at a restaurant like La Bernadette with Repair, um, you have certain resources, right? Right. That are not available to you before. <laughs> uh, how does that inspire you? How do you work with those? I mean, for us, we just use, we, we try to source the best product possible. Um, uh, I mean, I always just let the, um, what the season I let the season sort of just dictates on what we do and um, like as far as product goes and goes with that and just like apply the best technique to enhance the product. Um, yeah, I mean, resources, I mean, um, it's amazing. You know, it, I mean, part, and part of your resources yeah. are not just the ingredients because, you know, right. I think I'd be remiss not to mention that we're sitting in this culinary lab with 3D printing right. and different molds and you use that type of technology. 
Um, we we are not using the, the 3D uh, printing yet, uh, but uh, but you're dabbling. No, I mean, but we're, yeah, we're, you're dabbling. Yeah, but you use some of the molds, right? I I make. Uh, I'm actually we're, we have a peach dessert that we're putting on the menu that I made the molds out of like peach pits. Yeah. So just to make it so when you crack into the actual dessert, I mean it's not a real peach, but you when you cut into it, there'll be a peach pit that you can eat. That's amazing. So you know, like things like that. Um, yeah, I mean, having, you know, being able to have a team to support your vision, I think it's the greatest blessing uh, to have a strong team to execute. And, you know, we're, we're a busy restaurant, so... That's that's underselling it. You know what I mean? It's a busy restaurant. It's a pop, you know, and we, we sell a lot of dessert. So um, when it comes to that, it's, you know, I'm definitely grateful to have the support of the team and mm-hmm. the support of my boss is the greatest like, greatest thing he's not even I, boss is almost disrespectful to call him but chef. you know he's, he's my chef he's and, your chef and he supports me it's like no you know uh, there's a vanilla crisis right now um, <laughs> but you know chefs like you don't you don't worry about the cost you worry about making it perfect amazing you know and uh, that's you know that's, that's all you can ask uh, for you know what more what more could I want you know, yeah. like, I feel like I did something in, in my past to deserve this, you know, good, this good karma. But, awesome. yeah. Well, thank you so much for hanging no, out with you. us. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Congratulations. Yeah, it's you. very rare to meet such a talented chef who had a dream, yeah. got to where he wanted to be, and is now just crushing it at the highest you level. You know, I, I just say that, like, you know, like, I'm just another guy just trying to make it and just try to do, like, you know, like... I had a conversation with a cook at the, the restaurant we did the James Beard dinner at and I said, you know, like, you need to just keep going and you got to keep doing it and you just have to believe in yourself that you can, you know, and I am not anything special. I'm just another guy just no, trying to make it. You know, I mean, I'm not trying to be modest, but like, I, I know what you're saying. but like, we are all just trying to, you know, share your knowledge or like do the best you can. You know, like nobody wakes up in the morning like I want to do a bad job. Yeah. You know, it's just the way you go about it, I think. Awesome. Um, well, congratulations. Thank you very much. I'll say congratulations. Yeah. Uh, we have another song from the archives and then a live performance here on Snacking Tunes on HeritageRadioNetwork.org.
Super duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. Welcome, Radical Dads, to the show. Thank you. Um, our last band of 2013. I'm very excited. It's you guys. Um, <laughs> we heard about you because one of your bands uh, on your label said, oh, you should get these guys on. Um, nice. So, yeah. So, welcome. <laughs> Thanks. Um, why don't we give people a brief history of how you guys came together? Well, long ago, <laughs> we went to college. First, there was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we all met in college and then started playing music together. Um, what college? Well, we actually technically didn't go to the same college. <laughs> oh, okay. Technically, we didn't actually go to college. We, did, we weren't really enrolled. <laughs> No, we, uh, um, Chris and I went to Connecticut College, and, okay. we and I went to Brown. Brown. Close enough. University. Close enough. But how'd you meet, then? Friends of friends of oh, okay. friends. Was yeah. it, like, friends of friends, like, hey, these people play music, or just, like, you guys, like, hey, come, come to a party? We were just, like, friends, friends first. Okay. And then we became music friends. <laughs> we're just getting very granular but, here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> the thing that makes you friends. Who made the first phone call? Or was it a text message? No. Okay. No, there were no cell phones oh, okay. at the time. Oh, okay. It was a long time ago. Chris had a Man or Astro Man poster on his dorm room door. So okay. Like, Got to talk to that guy. Okay, perfect. Oh, when like when it was uh, that type of, was still a signifier. Yes. When okay. it was still like yes. very underground and like not a, yes. Okay. Good times. <laughs> I remember the first time that I realized that it was done when a, this girl, when I was in college, I had a crush on for a long time because she dressed so cool and everything. Uh, and then I like finally got the courage to walk through because I was like, we're going to have a great conversation about music. I'm into music. She's The way she dressed, she's always into music. And uh, I was like, so what do you listen to? She's like, well, I'm really, really big into Limp Bizkit and Dave Matthews. <laughs> and I went, shit. 
And then I went, <laughs> shit, it's over. And then I never asked someone based on how they were just what they listened okay. to. I, I waited first, but yeah. So, okay. So, of a time when it was still, it still meant something. It meant something. Okay. Yeah, Modest sure. Mouse used to be my signifier. Like, if someone knew yeah. who that was, and then all of a sudden everyone knew who that right. was. Right. Yeah, and then they... They switched over to the mainstream. Then you went. Mm, I was I need a, a new, <laughs> signifier. yeah, new signifier. I was in. I was no, a pizza. Right. at college radio. <laughs> well, when loves pizza. Must be, yeah. Oh, oh, that's over too. Yeah. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know. Not not. I don't know what except for the pizza underground. Yeah. Anyway. Soda. Soda. <laughs> yeah, you guys wrote a, made a soda magazine, right? Yeah. How did that come about? I love soda. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, um, you know, I'm. I'm 34 years old, and I had never written a zine, and I was like, it's about time. If I'm going to do this before I die, I need to I need to get on it now. And I love soda, so I figured you write zines about what you love. Do you right? have a, a preference? Is it like Coke, oh, or, yeah. Coke or Pepsi, or does it go like way deeper? Like, way okay. deeper. Okay. What's, what's your favorite? Um, right now, I would have to say it's Fentiman's Rose Lemonade. Not to be specific. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, do you even, where do you even get that? Um, actually, it's widely available. Yeah. You would be surprised. Just find widely. Saks Fifth Avenue. Tiffany. All over Bushwick. All over Bushwick. Nordstrom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a, lot, there's a lot of good soda in this town. But what is it specifically about soda? I think it's a really good conduit of flavor. Because you're not really worried about having a meal or getting nutrients. Like, you know you're just in it. For the flavor and for the um, the bubbles, and I think the bubbles help deliver the flavor not only in your mouth but also up your nose. Yeah, I mean it's the effervescence. No, I. This is very serious. I don't this even. Is, she knows I don't even understand why about. you're laughing. I don't. You, we have a pizza See underground here. Very with? serious yeah. Yeah. show. Taking it to the next level. Yeah. now. Um, I would agree with you. How how big is the zine? It's soda uh, sized. No. <laughs> It's in a soda four pack. That is, uh, did you photocopy it? How did you um, make? How did you make? Since you're a 34 year old, it was, it was a fancy. We sent it out, but it was a fancy photocopy place. Basically, it wasn't really. Yeah, it's down. like it's getting closer to a magazine than a zine, but you know, we did what we could. Was there an, was there a, a death of topic? Like, were you? Did you feel like you covered everything? Or like, there was some stuff that was left on the table. You could do a couple more issues. Oh my god! There's always more. There's like it just opened the Pandora's box of. Of, uh, Pandora's can. Pandora's can, <laughs> Pandora's <laughs> bottle. Yeah. It popped the top. Yeah. The bubbles are flying everywhere, and um, yeah. So we're and, we're uh, in for issue two. And what's it what's it called? Fizz Navigator. Oh, that's a good name. <laughs> <laughs> Took a while to think of it. Helter Seltzer was in the top running. Oh, yeah. that's all quite contra- quite controversial. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we didn't want to. Yeah. cause any problems. Yeah, especially for soda. Um, <laughs> All right, well, why don't we, why don't we get into a song while I contemplate? <laughs> yeah. Let's get back to why we're here. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Modest we Mouse Covers? That. Modest Mouse Cover. Cross the board. It's called Float I would, On. I mean, if you played Modest Mouse Cover. <laughs> float On. Not saying that I don't want to hear you guys. I'm saying. Um, uh, so what's the, what's the name of the first song? This song is called Slammer. Okay. Um, live on Snackatooth. Front door, my 
Right. That was really Thank nice. Thanks. <laughs> Maybe we'll use you guys as our litmus test for yeah, like girls. That's it. We're the new. Oh yeah. Oh hey. Well, no, actually, um, the only guy that wasn't in uh, Pete's Underground, the self-described boyfriend of the band, while we were playing uh, your song in the opening, was like, "Who's this Radical Dads?" And I was <laughs> like, "Oh, do you know? Do you know them?" He's like, "No, I don't know them, but I've I've heard them." And I was like, "Oh, nice. Points up, my friend. Ah. Points up, yeah." <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> You know, keeping with all things pizza, Chris, you have a pizza slice blog? Like, Did you see Chris's socks? Oh, no, I didn't see his socks. I have pizza socks on. Oh, man. Today. <laughs> Wait, did they get any pizza today? Oh, yeah, they uh, they stole pie off the pizza underground. Yeah, they got one of their slices. Yeah, they got one of their slices. Yeah. They, might, they might literally cut you for that. What, slice you? Yeah. Uh-oh. Mm. They might. <laughs> so, I mean, pizza, pizza slice Bam. blog is, like, very specific and very different than, like, a pizza blog. Um, yeah. It's called Slice Guys. Um, Slice Guys finish last? <laughs> In this case, they finished 
top of the heap. Yeah. Um, tell us about the blog. I mean, what's, well, it's, when did it start? It's, imi- it's an image-based um, online periodical. It started about a year ago. Um, it uses a blogging platform called Tumblr. Um, oh, they're new. I like them. It's yeah. new. It's keep brand new. Hey, they didn't keep an eye on them. And face something? Face? Yeah. yeah. Instagram. It's a new platform. Um, it allows you to express yourself and tap into your passions. Um, so my friend and I at work, we're like co- co-founders. Um, the two slice guys. The two, we're, two, yeah. we're both well, slice guys. Obviously, it's a plural. Right. With a Z. Right. It, yeah. it does have a Z. Um, <laughs> and, it's such a, and it's such a huge undertaking for a blog. You can't just do it by yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Not of your It's like trying to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not of, yeah. Right. <laughs> well said. Um, so it basically, initially, it, it tried to portray people we thought were slice guys, regardless of their gender. Um, so, for instance, Mitt Romney made an appearance because um, he was eating a slice of pizza, um, and he just had this look on his face that suggested that he was a slice guy. <laughs> um but it, it kind of is like all all encompassing of pizza culture. I think uh, John Stewart's a slice guy. I, I believe he is. Oh, right. You ever <laughs> see that the most amazing skit of all time when he? I think it is Romney, or maybe Donald Trump, when he goes to like Familia's famous pizza. Yeah, it's the best. And, and what his pizza takedown bits are? What what makes a slice guy, or or gal, um, or whoever? I think. <laughs> Can you answer that? Um, I mean, it's like slice sign. Slice. It's a certain like vibe. It's just the vibe of the thing. Is there a slice science to it? Um, it's like you just. It's like remember a few years ago. I guess it was more than a few years ago when the Supreme Court was trying to define pornography, and <laughs> yes. there, and there was yeah. somebody was like, I don't, I can't define it, but I know it when I see it. Um, <laughs> I think it's kind of like that. But don't you know when you see a slice? Well, it's not slices necessarily. Oh, it's kind of just like pizza. Um, it could be pizza themed imagery or it could be slices, could be pies, could be toppings. Have you been to the pizza museum down in Philadelphia? Yeah, yes. dude, like a month ago. <laughs> Second Did you trip. try the ice cream pizza? No. no. They, have I... a, they have a radical dad sticker on their megaphone. Ooh. That's, I mean, that's really good. They know who you guys are. And now it's maybe too popular. Well, we're not so on no, the, no, no, no. We we're not on the wall. We we're not on the okay. wall. Okay. Don't worry. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> there. Oh, okay. Um, if you if you well, well, if you had to create the radical dad's pizza, what would the toppings be, and what type of pizza oh, would man. it be? Uh, this is uh, skateboard grip tape. <laughs> um, I think there would be some prehistoric topping choices. Yeah, like tar from the Liberated Tar Pits. Uh, gummy snacks. Yeah, <laughs> and then lots of gummy snacks. We eat a lot of gummy snacks oh, as yeah. a band. Do you have a, a favorite? Whew. I favorite. So. I like the little bottles of cola that also taste like cola. Yeah. Like Soda little... and gummy snacks. Yeah, gummy frog, I mean, here the frogs. Wait, like, the gummy frogs that taste like frogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, escargot. So good. So good. Um, all right, let's hear another. Let's, let's shred another tune. Oh. I don't know if I call this shredding. Let's like, we let's can work shred it out. This one. Oh. oh, yeah. Do you want to shred What's a the tune? Most shreddish? We're going to stroke this one. Okay. <laughs> Live on Snack. Like, like, you'll know it when you see it. <laughs> yeah. This what are we called, doing? Recklessness? It's called recklessness. Yeah. You just have to remember how to play it. <laughs> Thank you. 
<laughs> there it is. Uh, drop it. One question. Tambourine drop. That's a new one. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we do it. There's a, a photo of like a Lego pizza <laughs> slice on the blog. I, like, Did you build that? No, it's like Lego made a pizza. I don't know. Can you, <laughs> do you have more information on this? Um, no, okay. So it's off the rails. I think one of the good things about the blog is that you can look at a picture that's posted on it and then you can go inside my mind and be like, what did Chris Google yeah. <laughs> to find this image? I mean, I, you, I like, I like, I, I would just called it blog with no, not the blog or my <laughs> blog, but the one good thing about blog is, <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, it's like the only one. So it's like yeah. the yeah. entire concept. Yeah. It's the only one worth reading. Huffington. Yeah. What? No. Yeah. Uh, so you guys are, Recording a new record, right? Oh yeah, I think we finished it, right? We sort of just—we're getting it mastered next oh, week. So. Congratulations! Um, oh wait a second, I thought you were going to drop it secretly, oh, like Beyonce. No. Yeah. Can well, we, we scrub were, this segment from? Yeah. We were going to do that, but then Beyonce did it. So. Yeah. Come How did she keep that fucking secret? I'm sorry. <laughs> it, She's a genius. Are you about to say it wasn't a secret? Like you knew? No, I'm just saying that I didn't know, but like it was like a secret um, <laughs> just from the media. That's it. They just didn't tell people. They, I'm sure a lot of people know they didn't tell people about it. It's, no, like, really easy. None of us were prepared for it. Yeah. <laughs> really easy. We'll talk after. I I think it's easier. So, it's getting mastered. Are you excited about it? Yes. Oh, yeah. Can you, uh, can you share excited. the name? Can we share the name? Yeah. We can give you the exclusive It's name called Universal Coolers. Ooh. Oh. I like it. Are, are you the Universal Coolers? Is that self-referential? No. Mm, no. But we want to be a part of the team. Okay. Is this like a anti-global warming record? Did this show just get very political very fast? Soda, Stop. pizza, and politics. We future, don't do political shows, politics. not since episode two, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> we, um, got ri- we got rid of that. Um, where did you guys record it? I'm at Gravesend Recordings with um, Julian and Carlos over there. The Silent Barn. Oh, nice. The Silent Barn. Yeah. What's the uh, snack situation like when you guys were recording? Dismal. Oh. oh. It's not so bad. We, to, we supplied yeah, we supply. I mean, we bring right. our own snacks DIRS. wherever we go. Yeah. yeah. We got Annie Bunny gummies. Well, Those are good. The, yeah, a very good snack bag. There's a good, um, not to change the topic, but there's a good pizza restaurant over there. It's true. Which one over there? Norbert's. Norbert's? Is it like a yeah. uh, pizza like Roberto's or like a slice joint? Slice joint. Greg, obviously it's a slice joint. <laughs> it wouldn't be good if it was not a slice joint. I don't, they don't have to be mutually exclusive. <laughs> do you do you know any place that's not a slice point that you consider good? Um, hmm. Got it. It's hard. <laughs> what about uh, Motorino Pizza Hut? Yeah, Motorino is pretty good. Like yeah, that. that's not a slice joint. Pizza no. Hut, you can do it turns into a slice joint if you get the buffet. Did you, you say slice jaw? Joint. Because I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> slice jaw. Joint jaw. Um And what's the plan for the record? Are you guys going to self-release on your label or? We're not sure. Um, we don't know. We might. Know. We, do you guys want to put it out? Do you guys know anybody no. in Matador <laughs> Records? Uh, yes. <laughs> do you guys have like some solid listeners from? Uh, we have Matador good. We got people. We got all seven of you. If you guys want to release, we do a call out now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> call and show. Do you like what you're hearing? Do you want to release a record? Get in touch with us. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's how like they portray that in a lot of like movies with bands and like 80s and like early 90s like, like airheads. It just happens. Like oh yeah, happen- like, that's what happened to Airheads. Yeah, we heard you on the radio. Now you're millionaires. <laughs> Is that Tom Petty had the best one? I thought. What was Tom? He Petty? just went to like, he just went to L.A. and then he found a f- list of numbers of record companies and just called them and then 
someone offered him a deal. And he was just like, oh, this is pretty easy. He went to California. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to go to California and get a record deal. Where did he find that list? And everyone... He went He went into a phone booth to... to Call and he, he found the list in the phone booth and he's yeah. like, "Oh, this is going to be easy." Wait a second, like in a phone booth. This someone, is according to his and some, and, or someone oh, had wait, left. Wait, 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 someone had left a list. Someone had left a list. Oh, oh. he didn't just open up to R for record company. <laughs> By the way, yeah, uh, that what, story sounds so thin. I know. <laughs> like uh, I had my laptop sto- stolen once and got returned, and like the person who returned it stole it. They made up some story, and like the first two times, I was like, "Oh my god!" And third time, someone's like. Sounds like they're the ones that stole it. And I was like, shh, you're, you're right. You're absolutely right. That story sounds like Tom Petty's like, I need something better than yeah, just like, have. yeah. But it's a good one. But it fits with the movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, movies, totally. Yeah. yeah. Ideas. That magical list. Yeah. Oh, he also got, he went into one record company and they're like, it was like a major label, like Warner Brothers or something huge. And they're like, okay, we're really psyched about you, Tom. We'll, we'll put out your like first single. And he was like, no, nah, I, want a, I want a whole record deal. <laughs> And so he left and went to another record company and got another, a record deal like at the next place. That's how, I mean, easy, that's how easy it is. When Tom, Tom Petty's Petty. Tom Petty's the man. Exactly. Also, it's like totally of a different a different time. Yeah. It's like it's just no if way. You, if you it's, show up, you're in. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's also how they portrayed it on the movies. Like it was a time where if you just showed up, you know, yeah, we'll give you, well, yeah, so much money to be made. Um, right. Well, he won because he's, he he's Tom Petty. Right. Yeah. We saw, I saw him the summer. first story is true, where the guy's like, you know, I was the guy who left the record list. Or the second story where it's like, I turned down the idea of a Tom Petty album. I just wanted to do a single. Right. Uh, let's, find that. let's find those guys. They lost. They open up full pizza pie places. And who, yeah, and who's making... Those guys are not slice guys. No. 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 Those guys they are, didn't know it when they saw it. Yeah. Um, all right, well, where can people um, find, the, find your music? Follow when, you guys. When's the new album coming out? Who knows? Mm. In the spring. Springtime. Probably spring. Twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Twenty eighteen. Yeah, it's like we're we're planning on making this the lost album. We're we're back in the studio. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna wait till the reunion offers. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna break up right now. Yeah. Were you guys bowling today? We, we were at Brooklyn. Yeah. We did a kids show. We did a kid rocker. Oh, show you did the morning. kid rocker show. Yeah. How was oh, yeah. it? It was awesome. Amazing. Do those kids bug out? A little bit in their own way. <laughs> what are the yeah, What are the parents What are the parents like? Do they just have like drunk, parents drunk? Pictures like, 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 of margaritas. They're all kind of like hunched over with their like smartphones out, like, like following <laughs> the kids <Yeah>. around, <laughs> documenting the cuteness. Did you get Did you get any uh, wings? Uh, kind of, got fried chicken. Oh, uh, it's so good. It's they really. Uh, we've said it before. Said it again. Brooklyn Bowl, best hospitality. If you ever played yeah, there, they're very very they nice. Uh, Were cool. they showing um, that one scene of a shark eating a uh, dolphin from the they planet, loop planet Earth? Earth. They just like loop, they just like, loop planet Earth, and I think they only have one of the discs, and it's always I feel like it's always the shark eating the I think seal. I've seen that in the past. You know, they slow down, like super slow down. Yeah. It's the most. I mean, that's all you really need to see. Yeah, over and over again. Maybe, for the, maybe not for the kids. kids. Yeah, the kids for the kids. Not the kids. They gotta hey, they gotta learn something. Hey, you get out of line. <laughs> look at that. Yeah, you get out of line. You're the seal. We, we had seal. we had stickers, and one of the kids was scared of our sticker. <laughs> started What's, crying. Started is it crying. the same type of sticker that's on the megaphone at the pizza? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's a skateboarding, skateboarding bulldog. bulldog. Yeah. Oh, and the kid cried. Yeah. yeah, that kid's gonna have a tough life. Ooh, I'm sorry, <laughs> that's like that's tough. Oh yeah, is he was a photo or is it like a drawing? It's a drawing. A drawing. Oh <laughs> my, Timmy. Yeah, Timmy is afraid oh. of stickers. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a name for that. It's a pretty gnarly 
drawing of a skateboard bull dog. Yeah. So we did. We, see, we brought our own video to Brooklyn Bowl tonight or this yeah, morning or whenever we played. Oh, really? <laughs> it's been a very confusing day. But it was of skateboarding bulldogs. So. Oh, okay. We just we're pulled that. all the YouTube clips. Yeah. Oh, it's pretty There's good. There's a lot of skateboarding bulldogs. It's pretty good. Yeah. That is a good one. Uh, sweet. Well, why don't we get why don't we get one more song? 2013. What, can you adjective this or verb it? We're not since it's not shredding, it's going to be um slicing. <laughs> slicing. Yeah, fair enough. That's fair. We're gonna uh, slice it up. That would that would stick to the overall since, theme of the show. Since we uh joked over everything, what's the nuts and bolts of how people get your music and come see you? What's the next show? Next show is January 31st cuz we're hibernating for a month. Fair enough. Just, Naturally. You know, well, Times Square. New Year's Eve, obviously. Yeah. Well, yeah, you after that. You guys are playing in the ball. Yeah, Ryan. After- <laughs> Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, Ryan Seacrest, not a slice guy. Then they're not going to be <laughs> Ryan Seacrest. Oh. Did someone say that already? Oh my god, we got it. His yes, Ryan Seacrest, slice guy. Ryan Seacrest, not, not a slice not guy. guy. <laughs> um, and where uh, radicaldads.com. And then Dot where are you playing on the thirty first? Oh, oh uh, Silent Barn. Perfect. Turning you know, the scene of the crime. That place is great. That place is way less. I think that's the new signifier. What have you been to Silent Barn? Yeah. Like, did, no, no, cool. no, 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 no. Did you get your haircut at Silent Barn? That's oh, signifying. That's, that's, are they offering haircuts? Oh yeah. There it is, Darren. Haircuts. There it is. Well, Chris got one. I got mine there. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. So that's why he's a slice I don't know. guy. And she got not. her haircut at Silent Barn. <laughs> and she, I saw her eating a slice. Yeah, just lock it. Yeah, lock yeah. it up. Yeah. Lock yeah. it up. Yeah. yeah. She's gonna record her new EP with Julian and Carlos. Yeah. Oh, and she was listening to Drama Me, and I was like, all right. <laughs> All right. All forgive right. that one. <laughs> no, that's that's just the only old song they ever truck out. The only one. <laughs> really? Yeah. Let him play Ohio or something like that. Anyway, uh, great tune. Uh. <gasps> <laughs> Oops. Here we go. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Well, thanks oh, for joining us. All right, I'm gonna go die now. All right. Uh, <laughs> so this is it. Hey, uh, to everyone, have a happy and healthy New Year. Be safe. Um, Eat pizza. Be merry. <laughs> take some time off. Drink some whiskey. We'll see you in 2014. Oh my god, 2014, it's gonna be huge. So many slices. <laughs> Big slice. Service roads going off of the grid.
Listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.